Welcome to Get Your Shoot Together, the photographer's podcast where we discuss studio, business, life, and keeping it all in line. I am Kira Derryberry. And I am Mary Fisk Taylor. Yes, you are. I am. <laughs> in the flesh, right here, ready for this, another podcast. Ready for I another mean, one. Can you believe this? We talked about this months and months and months ago that we should do this because we, we 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 personally find ourselves hilarious and that would be why. So we had these conversations anyway and people were like, I want to hear and I want this. And I'm like, okay, well, let's share it. Let's just get out there and share what yeah, we were talking and, about. Instead of like sitting in a group where you and I are just talking, yeah. <laughs> nobody else can get a word in edgewise. <laughs> Most of the time, this is true. <laughs> I think I think this is a good outlet for this energy, and and I think it is I think it is helping people. I know it's helping people because they're telling me. So um, so yeah, that's right. I love that. I love that. And you know, we're a couple. You're a few in here, and we finally know how to count down and clap. We, oh, which yeah, we just, if if y'all have ever had to record anything before, you do this three, two, and then they silently do the one, and you're supposed to clap. That's going to help with the audio part. And there might one day, because we're probably gonna, this is probably going to just be international rock star status, this <laughs> podcast at one point. But the funny thing is, is there might or might not be an entire outtake reel of us trying to count <laughs> down from three and clap. I don't know why you would it's think, so hard. Like, I you just, would think we were launching a rocket. You would think we were doing something so freaking important. It, I would, love it. We would never be. If we both had to turn a key at the same time, uh, the whole uh, place would explode. Do you think we could should ever do one of those rooms where they lock you in and you have to get out? Okay, so the, you know they have that at, at downstairs of PPA headquarters. I They've saw. opened one of those places, and now I totally think we should do it. I think we should next time we go to Atlanta. I saw that when some of the judges were in doing uh, district competition down there for PPA. I saw that a group did it. I saw Larry Lorsey and Jessica Vogel and Andrew G. I saw a group of them, and I know I'm forgetting people, and I apologize, but they got out. They got out. Well, I think everybody eventually gets out, right? I mean, they're not going to leave you there. <laughs> well, not forever, Kira, but they got out before the time ran out. Oh, yeah. I haven't it's done time. I haven't either. I'm afraid because I'm like, I'm a control freak, A. B, I feel like I would get overwhelmed and then I would just shut down. Well, maybe we should do it. I think it might be fun with all of those strong personalities that are on the, <laughs> the Yes. Board. I think we should do it. All right. I, I think it's a date it, in July. I think, I think it would be fun. Okay, good. And then, we'll, and then we can report back on how that went. Oh, that will be interesting. <laughs> I like it. That's a plan. But uh, what happens yeah. in the escape room apparently yeah. may, not, may not stay in the escape room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. But uh, but yeah, us clapping and and counting. It's it's you know it's it's a challenge. The struggle's real. You know what else is a challenge? Is is before we started podcasting just a little while ago. Um, I'm a, <clears throat> so I'm not wearing shoes right now. Okay. Right. Um, because, uh, as I was trying to get things organized, um, and this, and I'm not organized, I'm just not a person <laughs> who is neat or organized. So I'm trying to get things organized and I don't have enough room on my desk and I knock over a full glass of water onto the floor, which then also lands on my Wacom tablet. <laughs> oh no. It's okay. I used it. It's all right. Um, okay. and, uh, and also my Vagabond, my, um, battery, uh, power. Yeah. Oh yeah. So cool. I'm just going to let that dry out and yeah, see. Yeah, just let it dry Put it in a big bag of rice. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> Put that big battery in a bag of rice. That'll work. That's a big bag of rice. But I don't. Okay. I don't know how wet it got. It, I saw some. I saw some yeah. on it. But the yeah. the tablet got the brunt of it and my shoes. So oh. um, so my shoes are over there drying out. I am shoeless, and uh. <laughs> I don't like it. I, like I don't it. like you. Don't like that at all. I have I have on shoes. I'm wearing my favorite my favorite shoe brand. Allbirds. 
Oh, Allbirds. I you know, okay. All right. So I tried I tried the Allbirds on everyone's everyone's recommendation. Not a single person I know who bought Allbirds. And it's everyone I know, basically. Yeah. We all wear them. I bought some and one I could see all of my toes. I don't believe you. I I took a picture. I don't believe you. I don't believe you because I don't understand how that you're the well, you must have really fat toes. (laughs) (laughs) I have normal toes. And um, I just take my word for it. And um, <laughs> and so I put the shoe on because I bought it for the Italy trip, you know, yeah, for all the walking yeah. around. And I put the shoe on and they look so cute. But when I put them on, you can see the full form of my entire foot and toes. And mm, it, it was the weirdest thing. Kevin's looking at it like, what are these like? You know what it looked like? It looked like water shoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, that's not cute. It wasn't yeah, cute. I don't understand because I've never, I mean... I know a lot of people who wear these shoes. I mean, they're really awesome, comfortable shoes. They're my favorite shoes, for sure. Maybe my that. feet are so slender and bony oh, wow. that that Jeez. you could see every, you know, the entire detail yeah. of the foot because of the, you know, the lack of fat or... Maybe the rest of us just have, like, those weird molded feet, you know, like <laughs> like Barbie feet, and they're so molded that we don't have the differentiation that you have in your toeage. Maybe I am just highly evolved. <laughs> That's, that is something John Dodd would say. Anytime oh. I have some sort of problem, you know, my dad, like physical problem, my dad would say, well, that's obviously because you're highly evolved. Because my pinkies are weird, too. And so I'll tell him that my pinkies don't, they stick out weirdly. Yeah. And he's oh. like, well, that's because you don't need pinkies because you're highly evolved. Oh, my gosh. That's the sweetest dad thing I've ever heard. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is just, wow. He's wow. so supportive. In every I way, mean, even with my have weird pinkies, yeah, because you you quite frankly have weird pinkies. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no way around that. I'm glad yeah. that he was able to find a silver lining in that for you. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's to make up. you feel superior for it. For it, that's fantastic. Leave it to my parents uh, <laughs> to raise me to feel superior. I love that. No, you're not, and they didn't do that. I'm teasing you. That's no. I love that. I love that. The John Dodisms. That's Those fantastic. Are, yeah, that, that is definitely a John Dodism. Um, so I want to jump into what we're getting into today because we have alluded to this topic um, in, in several of the last podcasts that we've done, and it's outsourcing. Oh, yes. My favorite thing. <laughs> Besides making money. So yes. I, am, I, I, I want to start by saying that I was resistant to yes, outsourcing. Very, mm-hmm. very resistant to outsourcing. And over the course of the past, like, maybe five years, I've off and on tried to get into it. And ma- mainly for when it comes to retouching or culling or just the, the um, post-production efforts that go yeah. into my shooting. But <clears throat> I, I want to talk about a breaking point that I hit um, that was maybe a couple of years ago. And then mm-hmm. I just had to get over myself with this block that I had. So when we talk about outsourcing, we talk about outsourcing in, in like a lot of different areas of your business. But in this case, I just want to dive into, to me, what the most obvious one is for, for my business, which was the retouching. Mm-hmm. And in my head, if I did not have my hands on those images from the moment of capture to the saving out of the file and exporting it, to sending to the printer, that it wasn't my file anymore, that it wasn't right. my work anymore. And I had just, it, or that nobody could ever do it in the amazing stylistic way that I do it. And they would just, and I would never be happy with it. Right. And I was a stupid idiot because that is just simply not true. It's just not, 
It's it's not it's, true, Mary. <laughs> it's not true. I know it. Trust me. I got you. And it, and it took me, and I tried I tried doing it a few different times, and I did. I felt like I was, I'm a control freak, um, which you relate to. And um, <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? And yeah. um, and it took me a few times to really find, one, the company that I was comfortable with that was giving me results consistently enough. Um, and two, what parts of the post-production that I was okay with with letting go of. So I, right. so I tried to do the, um, I tried to do the culling cause I thought my problem was the culling and not so much the retouching and the retouching I could do quickly, but the, it was the mind numbing going through the images and, and getting it down. Uh, you know what fixes that problem? Mm-mm. Don't, don't shoot as many images. There you go. That's an idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be like very intentional with your shooting and your, the whole, you know, the whole camera room experience, which we are, we're very buttoned down with because we do so many consultations, have so many conversations and we have a workbook and everything we do ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I just photograph what they tell me they're going to buy. I know that's crazy. <laughs> now, of course I do extras and I will have some add on sale options, but I stay pretty true to that because I know that people can only buy but so much mm-hmm. each session, and I want them to come back. So I, I try very hard to be very intentional with my camera. Exactly. And then the next thing that I hit was, okay, so let's let's pretend I have a very a thriving business here in Tallahassee. It's not really a pretend. But it you is do. A, it is a thing. Um, and then what was happening is at the holiday shooting season time, so probably months between, you know, September to November, Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting a lot of volume, a lot more volume than the rest of the year. And I was showing every client the entire, you know, not the entire guy, but like 40 retouched finalized images. That's what I was doing. You were uh-huh. retouching before the sale? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you guys all the things that I did wrong and yeah. tell you that I fixed them all. <laughs> yes. But this was like, this was like up to like two, three years ago. Honestly. So I was retouching 40 images, culling it down, retouching 40 images, showing them a slideshow, and then just hoping that they bought a lot of it. Right. Right. And they would, they would buy it. But then I would go, well, that's now I don't have to do anything because it's all retouched and it's all done, you know? Mm -hmm. But then when I changed to, no, I'm going to shoot less, get it in camera correctly, um, more often than not, and then show them just proofs that they're going to pick from, then the bottlenecking started happening in the retouching. Right, right. And that is the moment that I went, okay, so everything is working a little bit better, except now I'm staying up all night retouching lots of family portraits and trying to get things, little things that they asked to be tweaked, trying to get that stuff done, things removed, body um, Mm. shaping, getting all that stuff done. So when I finally started just retouching the stuff that they were buying and Mm -hmm. sending it out, Mm -hmm. my whole life changed. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Okay. I it's it, this is such a so it, I was actually shook like I was shocked when I heard this whole idea of well both both things but first first of all retouching before you sell it sell it and I understand that I now I I'm, I've been I've been schooled I get it that that is a very popular way that um, a lot of photographers run their business now um, and then the idea you know the idea of doing it yourself was always so strange to me now I come from film. Mm-hmm. So when I used to photograph, I would have the film developed by somebody else because I don't develop film. And then we would go through and we would, and we, I still did in-person sales. We just called it sales back then, but mm-hmm. you come in and you, I had a, something called a photo VIX and you would run the film through it and it would project onto the screen and they would pick their image. And just like I do now, I would explain, Hey guys, now this is the raw film or this is raw, the raw image straight out of the camera. 
we're going to work on this together. And whatever you choose is going to look as perfect as you want it to look, just like everything on our walls, everything mm-hmm. sample I have. And they would go, great. And we would talk together about the amount, the amount of body shaping they do or don't want, um, freckles and things, you know, removing or not. I mean, all that th- stuff is discussed and I make lots of notes. And then that goes to my my artist um, to, to do the retouching. And wow, I just like... I just never knew that it was a thing. Like I didn't know it was a thing um, well, until it a became while ago. it became a thing. It did. Honestly, the digital revolution made it become a thing. It did. And and it I did. think that um, you know a lot of times in in the beginning, especially when I was shooting available light only, yeah. <clears throat> when you're starting out, you know there is the lighting changes. So 100%. there, you know, so there was a lot of things that needed to be corrected before the client saw it. And then I will say too that other times where this we're retouching before the client sees it makes sense is maybe even in, in boudoir photography or boudoir photography. You know, mm-hmm. there were times where I, I definitely was retouching images, a small gallery of images for the client to see beforehand because I didn't want to break the reality of. And when I say like not changing color correcting or changing anything, but like just you know smoothing the skin out a little bit more so that they weren't like. Oh my God. And then you'd have to go, well, don't worry. I'm going to get rid of that cellulite in the, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, in the retouching. I just didn't want to break any, any part of the experience. So when I was shooting a lot of that, you know, I did, that made sense. You know? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people say that with high school seniors too, because they, uh they feel like that, that buying group is very overly critical and they're used to, you know, what do they call it? Auto tuning, whatever, even face tuning. Face tuning. Mm -hmm. So them seeing something that has a blemish or not. Now I don't do it that way. I just, I feel like I've, at this point, I've established myself as an expert. I explained to them they're going to see it this mm-hmm. way because we're going to – I sell it as an advantage. I sell it as we're going to work on this together because I don't know how much or how little you want. You know, because some people want a very natural look. Some people want it to look like they just walked out of, you know, the plastic surgeon's office. Like, that's not my call. That's up mm-hmm. to them. Um, but it depends on how you do it. But I get it. And I think if you are going to do it, I agree. You do a couple and you have an artist choice almost, you know – that you show them and you're like, these were my favorites. And I went ahead and did that. This is what I would do. Mm-hmm. And you share those, but you know, retouching multiples and multiples, 10, 12, 30, 40 images, you're not going to sell all those images unless you're, you're just selling digitals. I guess you're not going to sell those images and then getting them right to you know, out of camera, pretty much ready where they're supposed to be as far as mm-hmm. the lighting goes and the consistency goes, then you're going to see a lot more consistent quality in when you, if you do send out the retouching to someone else, it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot more consistent across the board than anything else. And maybe where this has helped my business most is in the commercial work and the headshot stuff. Because, oh yeah. Cause they're viewing here um, after their headshot session, we view right away um, right. and pick out their images. And usually, you know, you can sell a few more images too, when you do it that way, because it's a little harder to narrow Make things decision. down. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, uh, but then when I outsource that stuff, I mean, they choose it. I export it. I send it out. I use retouch up for this. Mm-hmm. So I send it out to retouch up. They retouch it. I get it back. And in the off time that it doesn't quite meet my standard, you know, mm-hmm. my standards. It's going to happen. Sure. Yeah, they'll fix it. And they'll fix 100%. it within 24 hours. And they're getting the stuff finished and retouched and back at me closer, faster than I could possibly do it on my own. Because now I have time to go back and do like other administrative stuff that I've got to do or answer emails or doing something like that. Yeah. You know, so retouch up's great. Um, there's another company called Rebuku. Um, yep. That kind of does the same service. And then as far as like, if you're a wedding shooter and you're getting bogged down in like the culling and mm-hmm. the... and Acquiring. The narrow, yeah, yeah. And just like narrowing things down and color correcting, that sort of thing. There's another service called 
photographer's edit that I used. And I enjoyed using that, but I found like my sessions were smaller. Now that I'm shooting yes. more intentionally, I mean, I think mm-hmm. a wedding, you have a lot to go through, obviously. Yes. But like with the family sessions, I'm shooting more intentionally. I didn't have a need anymore. I kind of fixed that problem. Yeah. On my own. Yeah. And the reason I use retouch up as well, I use a local, uh, a local uh, person to do my Lightroom or my acquiring and color mm-hmm. for my weddings. Um, he does an amazing job. If you're interested, I certainly will pass that name on, but he's does a great job. And, um, and, uh, I think, and, I think we're going to have to identify that noise. Do you want to, yeah, identify? that would be rookie in the background. <laughs> he's exercising right now. Oh, I, I thought he was having doing. like a dream. <laughs> he's, looking at me. he's looking at me like I'm crazy right now. Uh, sorry about that guys. Um, but anyway, um, I bring him to work every day when I'm here. So he's, he's always around. So, you know, just <laughs> get used to it, I guess. But, um, yeah, I use somebody locally for that piece. And I mean, I just can't imagine sitting and going, cause there's always two photographers at our weddings and culling through all those images and then acquiring them and color correcting and doing some basic soft, you know, global retouching on them and, and things like that. Oh my gosh. I mean, my time is worth so much more than what I pay for that. And that's not an insult. It's just like, that's their job. So they get paid what they that what they want to be paid. You know, what I feel like I should be making, I certainly should be out there networking or engaging with potential clients or partnerships, working on emails or my website, you know, working on something that I that I should be doing. That's right. visionary and a part of my I my business. Um but anyway, I've so I've used them forever. You pointed, amazing. you pointed something out too, because it's not just there's services that do these things, but you actually hired somebody to go through and do your culling and your lightroom color correcting and that sort of like somebody local to do it. For my weddings, I have somebody and then my sessions, I shoot raw. Everything I do, I photograph raw. So when a client comes in and orders, I will do a quick cull, meaning I will edit out anything I don't want the client to see you know, out of focus, bad image, light didn't go off. I'm not going to show it to them. Um, cause I don't, I can't sell it. So, um, when they place their order, I pull the raw, that raw goes to retouch up. They acquire it. I have probably 12 different color studies on profiles on, on, you know, line with them. So the artist knows how I wanted acquired. Then it goes into retouching. I have very nailed down retouching instructions and yeah, sometimes they don't get it. Sometimes they miss something or it's wrong. I resend it and I have it back usually within hours. So, I mean, it is the easiest process. I think they're an excellent company. It just happens to be the one I use. Nobody's sponsoring any of this. No. <laughs> We're just telling you what we do um, and how we do it. And, you know, that's just been the right fit for me. They, they also are super supportive of professional photographers in general. And that means a lot to me as somebody who works so hard it, for this industry to, you know, to, to raise the levels, level up you know, so to speak, you know, so when we went digital so many years ago, actually it was 1998 or 99, 98, 99, you know, we leveled up because we went digital. And this is a point that you made a couple weeks ago and it really struck a chord with me, Kira, but you said leveling up, but not changing just one thing. Well, when we went digital, we intentionally only changed one thing and that was the camera. Right. Uh And, and using digital versus film. Right. And we didn't change anything else. We didn't go buy a souped up computer. We didn't go do anything and start and install Photoshop, you know, two or whatever it was at that point. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, We didn't do that because we didn't want to change anything but that. So we treated it like film. We outsourced it for acquiring. We outsourced it for artwork, just like we did with film. We only changed one thing and that's how we leveled up into digital. So the outsourcing concept in general is definitely not a 
a new thing with digital. I mean, so you, you people are a lot of people who are her photographers at their studios, like during the the film days, they mm-hmm. were they had a retoucher. I mean, they had somebody yeah. who's doing or their lab. Thing. You know, my lab mm-hmm. when we went digital, they created a digital department, and they would back then. It's not anymore. It's changed. It's mm-hmm. shifted and changed, which I understand. But back then, labs there were digital departments, and they would they would. Um, acquire your files and they would retouch your files and it, you would send it through your lab. Now they, you know, there's other services, like you said, there, you know, there's other great services out there. Um, you know, retouch up is just who I use, but certainly Rebuka you mentioned, and I've used photographers edit for weddings a, mm-hmm. as well. If I get backed up or whatever, but you know, I choose to outsource more than um, I, you know, when we talk to like some of our, our, the group, you know, people in the jam, you know, our online group, or when I talk to, you know, work with other photographers or get questions, well, I think I'll hire a retoucher. My and my fear of that is if I hire somebody and I'm telling them they're going to make X, Y, Z a month or a week, now I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for them mm-hmm. to put that money in the bank every week. Now I have to deal with employee taxes, FICA, matching. I have to deal with so many things. And as a small business, that scares me so bad. Using an outsourced service like the one I use, if I have no business, I don't pay them. If I, pay, if I have business, I pay them what they're asking. And I, that's just so much more comfortable for me. Well, you don't have to retrain anyone either. Mm-mm. You know what no. I mean? Like, yeah. <clears throat> that's that's one of the nice things about it. I have a friend. She um, she's had a lot of issues with keeping a staff person. Yeah. Um, you know, just just there. And every time the staff person leaves, she has to re- retrain them how she wants things edited or how she wants things color corrected or how she wants things cold. So, so in the in that post production area alone, there's so many benefits to to letting go. Oh, and, and I and I just want to say that it's like okay <laughs> to let it go. I'm, I'm giving I'm giving you permission to let that aspect go of your. Oh, business. it's so hard, and I and I get this purest idea idea the one you had. You know, if, mm-hmm. I, if I'm not touching it from beginning to end, well, you know, I visioned it. I worked with the and I come at it not from. I guess I come at it from a different place because every portrait I create, I'm actually collaborating with the client. It's it's not all me. Like, I'm looking at their space. I'm looking at the clothing they like. I'm looking at the colors they like. I'm looking at how we're going to decorate with it. I'm looking at how the light tracks in their room. Like, I'm looking at all these things. And then we talk about creating the portrait. I want my client to feel like they have had a hand in it. Because Mm -hmm. what I found in my years of experience is that they become such a part of it that they can't walk away from it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm coming at it from a different place. So I don't need to touch every piece of it. I am not... A digital computer person like I don't want to be in Photoshop and Lightroom but see okay so so this is the thing and I, th- I like that there's this big difference between us here you yes. know what I mean because you are all about spending time with the client and yes. and helping tell their story and helping and making them be a part of it yes I actually enjoy retouching like I yeah. enjoy retouching I enjoy uh crafting the light and I enjoy getting in there and looking at it and retouching it and 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 getting better at that but here's what happens is I get obsessed with the retouching yes. and I can't let it go I get obsessed with retouching one or two images making them this amazing like look what I figured out how I could how I could do or how this color grading looks on this or whatever yeah and I don't get done with anything because I by the time I go through two images getting it perfectly retouched to my level of taste I and burned out. And I don't want I'm tired of looking at the faces of the people at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just can't get it done. So, I mean, I still will retouch, you know, 
one or two off things, especially personal projects. If I'm doing anything like that, and I'll send that sure. out. That's for me. But you know, like, um, like I had, uh, we had two weekends in a row where we had friends um, from back home coming to visit, and they can, and uh, uh, it was my brother's friend Jake that came to visit this weekend, and so he came. I get, I did headshots for him, and I started to like get. I was like, yeah, this is my friend. I'm gonna retouch, hand do everything myself. I did two. I ended up giving him 19 images uh-huh. <laughs> that he needed, and I did two, and I sent the rest out because I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm not this in love with myself. Like, no. really, I'm not. I don't need to do this. And I, at the end of the day, this is just be being obsessive. It is, and yeah. it is. It, that's what it is, and I get it. I mean, you're in, you're much more wired that way than I am, obviously. But also understand that some of us who come from the different era, it was never an option. Mm-hmm. You just, you got it right in the camera. Now, I will put up my straight out of the camera images against most mm-hmm. because Same. I know how to use light. You know, light is for shaping and contouring and contrast. That's mm-hmm. what light's for. I can find light in almost any situation. I know how to shape with light. I know how to, you know, I can do a lot just with how I light you right. and minimize lines, body, you know, body objections, things like that. So, I get that done, and then the rest is just, you know, seasoning. I mean, you know, taking a few bags out, taking a double cut light out, or whatever your taste is, you know. I mean, I mean, sometimes, like, we were on the beach this weekend. Now the wind kicked up, and, you know, if the hair goes straight up or whatever, I'll just outsource it and have the strays taken away or whatever. Yeah, but, gone you know. are the days that I'm laboring over stray hairs. Oh, I'm done with that. I'm bane of my existence. It. Stray hairs are just... They're the devil. That's what they are. <laughs> I'm not, um, not going to do that. Um, but yeah, but but you know, so it's not just, but it's not just the retouching, and it's not no. just that stuff. It's there's other aspects of of your business that um, that we can outsource. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what are you doing else? Like so, in the business side? well, you know, th- so there's a lot of things. So you know, and I say this a lot, and it's you know nauseating probably to most, but like I don't get paid for perfect. I get paid for done. So a lot of times, like last week, you know, I talked about the beginnings of Story Brand, or maybe along the way we're going to talk about the need to, you know, get that website updated, or you know, get some emails done or a lookbook for your studio marketing pieces. There's all these things we know we need to do in our business, but we get so bogged down to it. We do nothing. Mm -hmm. There's so many great resources out there. There's templates, there's, um, you know, there's copywriters, uh, there's actual, like I got a, on my phone today, just a pop-up, you know, in my probably spam folder for a company that, you know, you can buy newsletter um, templates and scripts. So I hear people saying, well, I need to do a newsletter. I just don't have time. I need to do this. I need to do that. Well, look for other, you know, resources. If you find a, a company that offers something like that and it's zip code protected, why wouldn't you just for $9.99 or $29.99 download that amazing template that's well-written? And I looked at some of the samples and I was like, dang, I think I should do this. Mm-hmm. Add your logo and your images to it. I mean, you can zhuzh it up and personalize it a little bit. But now you have consistent messaging to share to your email list or share, you know, to you know, to to print and share, and you're not having to sit around and worry about writing something or coming up with something because I hear this over and over again. I need to do this, I need to do that. Well, you know what? Then hire somebody or download a template or something. Etsy has like 3 million. I looked it up the other day for a client I'm working with. Um, I I mean, I put in photographer template for, um, I think pet photography uh, books or whatever. And like, I'm not kidding you. Two dozen came up and Mm -hmm. they were cute. You just add your own images. You add your logo and you have a beautifully, a beautiful digital book or digital or something you could print. Design is another outsourcing item. Um, 100%. You know, I, used to, I used to toil over Photoshop templates to design 
you know, um, Christmas cards for my clients uh. or albums, you know, dropping even even templates that I had then that the labor of like dropping the stuff in. I, I changed over um, to, um, well, one, I do all of my cards through White House Custom Colors Me too. website Me too. now, which has gone crazy just crazy with the amount of templates and the customizations you can do. I mean, I'm dragging and dropping things and I, I hardly feel like I'm designing anything at that point. You know what I mean? Because they're, it's handled for me. Uh, yeah. I'm Somebody not a graphic else's, designer. I'm yeah. a photographer. You know what right. I mean? And a business person. Right. And then, and then Fundy designer also has a software that is super drag and drop, like, you know, albums done yes. in like five seconds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, Fundy's a good one. Uh, certainly I love, I mean, I only offer white house templates like for my <laughs> cards, graduation, newborn, certainly during the holidays, because the thought of sitting around and hand designing. Now, if you're hand designing cards and you're charging what you would, if you actually pay, I mean, sure. that's one thing, but I, I don't. I I get my money on my portraits and my images. Cards are kind of a bonus. You know what I mean. So I don't. I don't charge a ton of money for cards. Well, that's the you know? thing about cards is you. Uh, there's no. There's. I don't know a great way. And maybe you do, but like the cost of goods for cards for the paper and for yep. you know the quality, the amount that you have to get out there, and for the you know the foil press and all those things. It just they're not the most profitable item on my list for sure. And and there comes a point where you can't compete with them getting it. Online. Online, elsewhere, you know. So, I mean, that's certainly not an area that I want to spend a lot of time and effort, like, designing Mm -hmm. and and wasting hours. No, it's a service, and I'm with you 100%. Like, you need to be charging $10 to $18 a card if you're Mm -hmm. custom designing each one. Because I use something like the service at White House, and you know what? I can now I can offer some highly customized things, which I think are amazing, like the return Mm -hmm. address on the envelopes. We actually have a calligrapher here that I outsource, and I will. They send me their Christmas card list, and they they're ready. They like they. Some of my clients just send me their list, and the calligrapher addresses them. We put a stamp on them, and they get mailed. I mean, you know what I mean? After they've approved the card. So I'm all about personalization and high-quality customer service. So when Mm -hmm. I can have a high-end client like that, they love that. You'll do whatever it is they need to, you know, so they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, so outsourcing the design, outsourcing copyright, because I think we get very caught up. I think copyright's a a skill. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is a a skill. Those are huge things. You know, there's also services and companies where you can outsource your social media, your Mm -hmm. blogging. Um, I will tell you, and I hope, you know, no offense, but, like, I outsource my thank you notes. Every client who refers someone or comes to my door or business partnerships. We write lots of thank you notes here at the studio. My niece is in grad school and she's the most beautiful handwriting in the world. And I outsource that. I tell her who it is and a little just blurb. And she writes the most beautiful notes I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, I mean, it's not like you're not giving her the information about the person. You know what I mean? It's like, not. It's like, you know, I wouldn't feel any shame about that. I yeah. Mean, you, this, the point is, is it's getting done. Yes. That's the thing. You know, okay, so uh, it... <laughs> So, you know, we move into this new studio, and I want to have this look nicer on the outside than the old studio did. So part of that was was buying some nicer plants and planters and boxes, whatever. I hired a guy to go and buy all the plants. Nice. He, built, he put the planters in. He, bought, he put the plants out there. He's now watering them for me yeah. because I'm definitely going to kill them. And I started to feel a little silly. I mean, I started to feel a little silly because I was like, oh, I mean, all I got to do is go out there and water it. Do you know how that it's actually not that easy because when I'm here to water it, I'll fry them in the sun. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You really have to water them during a certain time of day. So outsourcing something that's going to make my business better and make it easier and make it look better across the board, like higher end, that's, some, that's money that I'll invest. But one of the things that, I, that keeps resonating here with me is charging appropriately because of the overhead of these things. So exactly. like 
The headshots, I don't think anything about sending them out for retouching because I'm charging a rate that will afford me to spend money on, on, re, on paying a retoucher to retouch it. Yeah, no, I mean, and absolutely, um, that's that's great. Um, you know, and I and I'm with you 100. percent Like we outsource our gardening as well, but we certainly we assume that I kind of have it in my cost of sales that I assume every image is going to require the the high level of retouching, meaning body sculpting, you know, mm-hmm. different things like that. So when I have that in my cost to sales, and if I only have to do a basic retouch on something, that's just found money for me. But I actually was working with someone the other day, and they said, "Oh my gosh, they want, you know." five dollars or ten dollars to do this and i'm like well what are you charging like if you're not charging enough that you can afford ten dollars to have the body slimmed down and the hair removed and the pants covering the socks and you know the the car removed from the background or whatever it is wow you know because how long is it going to take you to do that like what is your time worth aren't you worth more than ten dollars and line iteming those things too i think draws attention to them yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. the only, the, now, there's times where I have line-itemed individual, like, things that you might need, like like skin and hair retouching, that sort of thing. But that's more for, like, large commercial headshot jobs. You yes. know what I mean? I, you know, I, I can I can give them, you know, 100 headshots that are, um, you know, color-corrected but not skin and hair retouched. Yes. And then specific skin and hair retouching, you know, per person or per bowl. You know, those like, kind of line-item things are expected in that realm i agree but a family portrait Mm-mm. if you have to do a head swap just do the head swap just or, do the head swap. Yeah, yeah you know or just you're not going to light right down slim down mom remove mom's behind i mean literally that's what you're saying like you're calling it out if mom complains about the way she looks or her arms or this or that we're like no problem we'll take care of that i'm going to make a note of it but i would never charge more than that uh, more for that service because I just assume it's going to happen. Now, one thing that we do for seniors is braces removal because it's a little more money and it's always a touchy subject because it's hard to find somebody that can do a good job with that and it not mm-hmm. look like the fakest, weirdest teeth in the world. Yeah. So that's something that I will talk to them about and I will actually let them look at it before it goes to print because kids are picky and that's okay, but... Yeah, that's a really weird thing, you know, braces removal. Braces removal is a, is a weird thing. And sometimes, you know, when you're working with a client, especially the, the teens, mm-hmm. where their skin is just not poor things. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? It, it almost, it can borderline not looking like them. Yes. You know what I mean? When Once you get down to removing all of it. I mean, we've all had those clients that really have struggled with their skin. Yes. And then... You know, so all, all now you've done that and you've removed braces and now it's like, wow, who is this? You know what I mean? It starts. Yeah. God forbid you like pluck their eyebrows. We did that one time and it was a nightmare because I got it back. I was like, who's this? I was like, oh, no, I think we went overboard on this people to start over. So all the more reason if you do outsource those things to quality control, quality quality check it because you certainly don't want to. You know, um, send get send something back to the client that is not what they expected. No, you know? and um, you know, talk other things. Obviously, I'm uh, hope we're all outsourcing our financial needs and accounting needs uh, to some degree, at least for mm-hmm. tax time. Um, at least having some paying somebody once a year, at least to just look over your financial, you know, your your financial health, um, and to you know to look at that and, and make sure you're on track to 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 sign off on your taxes. That's important. I think hiring an attorney every so many years to make sure your contracts are on par with your state and local 
um, codes and requirements because they change and shift and we don't know. You know, you don't you may not notice that something's changed in your area and now you've got a tax liability that you didn't understand or whatever. So I think I think those type of things we definitely need to, to outsource, not on a regular basis, but we certainly need to. Well, you're also not expected to learn everything about about you know, taxes. You no. know what I mean? I mean, that's 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 something that, I, you know, in the beginning of my business, I was trying to do the taxes myself. Mm-hmm. It finally took me going to an accountant for her to tell me, you know, you're really leaving a lot of money on the table here with the way your business is set up. And so we changed over to an S-Corp, you know, five years ago. Yeah. And, you know, because I was coming out as a sole proprietor, and which made sense when I was only making a certain amount of money. But see, I didn't know any of that stuff. And if I hadn't had gone to, yeah, you know, a professional to outsource some of this because it was, it was starting to overwhelm me. Yeah, you know, um, you're right. Then, then I wouldn't have known. Do you know what else I outsource? Tell <laughs> Speaking me. Speaking of outsourcing, the editing of this podcast. <laughs> yes, you do. I like that. You know, this is something kind of, and we do, and we love that, and that's how we keep it. Because Kira is picky, so hopefully she's found an <laughs> editor that does a great job, and her not having to worry about doing that. So we pay to do that, and you know, that's that's a really great great thing, and hopefully mm-hmm. you guys. Trust me, you you appreciate it. You just don't know know how great it is that it's been edited. But you know something else, and this is funny. You brought it up the other day, and I will. You you texted me your picture of your new booties, and you're outsourcing your styling. And I know this sounds silly, oh, but you, you're was, you're using a service yes. to help you curate some wardrobe pieces. Yeah. Correct? Okay. Okay. And this yes. is outsourcing, and you know what? It is a business. It's not a business expense. I'm not telling you that, but. The way we look, the way we appear, our manicures, it's all, that's all about our brand. So outsourcing that, I think, is a nice little, you know, luxury that you've earned for yourself. It is. You know what? It is a luxury that I've earned because I am running a business and I don't have time to go to the dang mall anymore. And we right. have so many things that we have to be to uh, go to um, and show up and look great. Yeah. <laughs> like every yeah. single time. And so I'm wearing out all my good shoes, you yeah. know, that, and I'm like, I just, I just broke like some of my favorite, oh, you know, wedge shoes that I wear. They match with everything and I wear it yeah. to everything. And then it occurred to me, I have no, I have no alternative. There's right. nothing else to wear. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I started because I don't have time to go to the mall. Um, I don't have time to shop online now because what I do is I lay in bed and I shop online and then I order a bunch of stuff and I don't return it when it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> because so um, I started out using a service that um, it was called the Tote and they basically it's like rent the runway you rent clothes like business yep. clothes or just semi. Uh, semi-casual stuff and I started using that and then um, you know you get tired of anything after a while and so you change it up and so what I sent you the other day was um, Nordstrom Trunk Club which is essentially Stitch Fix but it's through Nordstrom and so because I'm to a point now you know, I'm I'm coming into a certain age demographic. We'll, we'll <laughs> yes. say we'll say I'm in my upper thirties now, which is still and young, still very very young. Notice I didn't say late. I said upper, upper, yeah, <laughs> upper thirties. Sounds, sounds nicer. It sounds very nicer. Very fancy. Um, but also, I have a lot of clothes that I've been hanging on to and yeah. trying to like keep in this. And it's just it doesn't it doesn't look like where I should be at this point anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I outsourced it because why not? Why Somebody not? Else it's, it really doesn't cost that much. It cost me like $25 to have somebody else shop for me. Yes. That's, it's worth it. I don't have, like I said, I'd rather go to bed or watch TV. Yeah. Now hang out <laughs> with your family, you know, or mm-hmm. hang out with your friends or go to Whole Foods Snappy Hour. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's what we want to do. We want to be really honest with ourselves. This is what we want to do. Our, you know, our downtime is very valuable, and you're right. And sometimes we live in communities that there's just, you know, unfortunately, you know, that clothes, stores are closing, and, and I hate that. I mean, I try shop. I shop as local as I can with 
almost, you know, everything I possibly can. But I have a hard time. And for me, my age and my size, um, which is perfect for me, but my size, it's hard for me to find clothes that, you know, I really feel comfortable. And so I use a service um, because, you know, I want to look my best and feel my best. But sometimes I can go out all day long and I just can't find things that fit me. I'm you know, don't have the longest legs and I don't have the smallest waist. And it's just, it's hard to well, find Well, it's stuff. really, it's really defeating too, because you go, you make the effort to go out to the stinky mall, but yeah. has, it's, you know, full of, full of people. You spend all this time trying on stuff and then to come home and not have been, and to feel like it's you. Oh, I know. You know what and, I mean? Yeah. It's a fail. It's not a win. It's a fail. So it feels, it feels yucky, you know? So like, I, I just like, it's, I got back from the beach um, recently, and there's this little tiny sh- shop right across from the hotel I like to stay at. And I went in and I found three things that I love, fit me perfectly, and I love the fact that I could shop and you walk away from it. But you know what? It took me 15 minutes. I walked in, walked out, but that doesn't happen very often. So that was a huge win. But I try to outsource that as well. And, I, and I, those are things we outsource to make our lives, you know, more manageable and make our lives easier, I guess, but it gives us time to do other things and not just business. It gives us time to spend with our family, spend with our friends. I And I think that's a good point. And this is because if I listened to myself 10 years ago, I think I would have called myself super bougie at yes. this point. Yes. You know what I mean? And I'm actually, it's... Someone is know, actually calling us that right somebody's now. Somebody's calling us bougie. <laughs> I'm, I am so okay with it because honestly, I, I, I can afford... To spend small increments of money to gain myself back large increments of time. Right. You know, and that balance, that balance makes sense for me. It makes sense in my business. It's making sense in my life. You know, this next, this last year has been all about for me anyway, just like kind of rewriting how things work so that I can be, live a happier life, live a less stressful life. Yes. You know, and so I'm not going to feel bad about hiring a stylist at $25 a time to to find me some jeans. No, right. you know what I mean? Like, that's fine. I do want to say, though, uh, that you said when I sent you pictures of my booties, I was oh. like, what are you talking about? Shoe booties. <laughs> Shoes. <laughs> Shoe booties. Shoes. Oh, my God. Also, a.k.a. booties. I just wanted Shoe to make a... booties. Just a clarification before people started sending emails. <laughs> yeah, thanks for clarifying that, Kira, because... That's not what we do. Not on a Tuesday, anyway. No, just kidding. My, my <laughs> no. bougie booty. I was sending you photos of. So, um, no. I so love yeah, that. you're right. You're 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 doing that, and you're also like I love the fact that you're creating systems, and so that's kind of what this is part of. This is us creating systems in our lives and our businesses that give us time back. Because you know, I mentioned in the last podcast, Story Brand. That's one of the biggest problems I feel like my clients have. It's one of the biggest problems I have, mm-hmm. finding enough time, finding enough hours to make myself feel like a successful business owner, a decent mom, decent wife, decent daughter, friend, et cetera, et cetera, you know, volunteer. I mean, I'm doing all these things, but gosh, time is the huge, biggest problem I have. And if we can make time, meaning outsource or, you know, take some of these things off our plate by by charging appropriately and paying for it, why not? Why not give ourselves that, you know, little bit of, you know, wiggle room? Like, we don't, we're, none of us are superheroes. You know, we keep saying this over and over again. We've got to find balance um, in our lives. Finding balance and not feeling guilty about it. At all. 
Because God, oh, I don't know. Everything, I just feel like a woman's whole existence is feeling guilty Guilt. about something. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's entire shows about it. It's an yeah. ongoing theme with anything with a mom in it. There's going to be the mom guilt thing. I mean, we, we talk about it. We laugh about it. Like, it's just perfectly normal. Well, it's actually not. I mean, and dads have it too. I, I'm not, I don't think moms have cornered the market on guilt, you know. But why? why is that cute and funny and why is that okay? You know, we do the best we can. You know what? If I can look at myself and I can say, and I'm going to quote David Trust here, the CEO of PPA, who we all, you know, love and admire David, but you know, the whole, the, if I'm doing things right, doing right things, I need to not feel bad about a $25 stylist fee or hiring a gardener to make sure my, don't fry my plants. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to feel guilty about that. You I mean, certainly don't. You no. certainly don't. No. And, and, uh, you know, for those who call it bougie, fine. I'll be that. I'll be bougie. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing. You know, <laughs> nothing. I mean, we're not drinking pretentious fruit wine. No, we're not drinking pretentious fruit wine. I can't believe we've, been, we've actually went an entire podcast and not mentioned Shit's Creek. So I just wanted to round it back up there and bring it back in. Because that's something I like to make time for as well. Yeah, I mean, basically all these things are just systems put, being put in place so that I can watch Shit's Creek. <laughs> we're so obsessed. <laughs> Wild, wild aloof rebels we are. You know that they had a convention, apparently. Like, there was, I know, I saw a picture of people going to the set for the last episode filming, and, like, all these people, I was like, why weren't, we weren't informed that we could have gone, we could have gone. I didn't get the memo. I really feel like I should have known something about this. I know, I have major FOMO about missing. Me too. Apparently we're not involved in this group, and now now they're done, so. Dang it. Maybe they'll bring it back. Maybe if we talk about it enough and we cause a... Huge, huge outcry on social media. They'll bring it back. No, they'll bring it back. They'll bring do, do something even more amazing. They're such a talented group, and they tend to always end up back together doing something awesome. So, you know, you guys know we love the show. It's on Netflix. Check it out. <laughs> Hope y'all th- send us. Hey, e- what is our email? Send us some emails and tell us about your Shit's Creek loves. Yeah, it's girl at getyourshoottogether.com. Um, we would love to get emails just about anything. Yeah. about. Oh, I'd love to hear about your bougie things. that. You, <laughs> that yes, you what are you for. outsourcing or what's the bougiest thing you're doing right now? Share it with us and make us not feel guilty, even though we don't feel guilty, but we do kind of feel guilty. No, sorry, not sorry for me. <laughs> this is, you know, like I totally don't feel guilty. I'm, I refuse I like to feel it. guilty about that. Anyway, you guys can follow us on social media at Instagram at Get Your Shoot Together. You can also follow us on Facebook at Get Your Shoot Together. You can subscribe to us on Spotify and iTunes. And uh, I think that wraps up today. So we will see you guys next time. Thanks, y'all.